So you remember me telling you about that guy at work that I got to play um, The Last of Us and he like got super addicted to it? Yeah. So we made a bet. Um, it, it's not really important what the bet is. The point is that like recent events have transpired, transpired to where he will not win this bet, no matter what. And because he will not win this bet, I will get a decent amount of money out of this. Well, okay, not he's gonna buy my lunch month, like every Friday for that month, right? Jeez. So yeah. And because um, if I'm betting, I'm betting like at least 50 bucks. I don't bet these like $5 stuff because whatever, it's not really important. So he's going to owe me a decent amount of money for him. And um, I, so I made a deal with him. I said, listen, unforeseen, we bet on, we did a sports bet and the guy, a guy on the team that he was betting on got hurt, like the best player on the team. So, and he was betting them to make it all the way to the finals. I guess I have to say this. Okay. He got hurt. They're not making, they may not even make the playoffs now. So I, he, I was like, listen, I will, we'll scrap the bet. I still won. We'll scrap the bet. If you play a game, I was like, and a game of my choosing. And he was like, yeah, okay. Okay. We'll do that. We'll do that. So I told him the first game, cause I gave him a list of games to, to play between. And one of them was God of War, and the other one was Red Dead 2. I said, you can pick. I don't care which one, but you can pick. And he complained. And I was like, listen, dude, it's he complained because Red Dead's so long, and I told him God of War is actually kind of difficult. Like, if you play on a hot, on like the normal to hard difficulty, it's kind of hard. Yeah. So... Yeah. Especially because he's not very, he's not that great at games. Like he's admitted this. I'm just assuming is I don't know this from firsthand. He just says he's not very good. So yeah, but I was like, dude, be happy. I'm not picking like Dark Souls or Bloodborne, right? Right. And so, so the other day though, I come into work. I asked him where because he decided to play. Um, God of War because Red Dead he looked it up and um, on the website <clears throat> how long to beat it's uh, Red Dead's listed as like 130 hours and God of War is only at 30 so he's like I'll never be able to beat Red Dead because he won't have time so he picked God of War whatever I came in there I was just like yeah I can't wait for the next couple of weeks because in the next couple of weeks Sekiro comes out and I, oh, I can't wait for that game and he was just like, oh, what's that? So I showed him the trailer. And he was like, that looks kind of interesting. And I was like, now look at this. And I played the Bloodborne trailer, dude. <clears throat> he got so excited about the way Bloodborne looks. He was just like, why can't you get me to play that game? <laughs> I was like, I'm doing it for your own good. Trust me. And he was like, no, no. Like, I want to play that game. I really want to play that game. So I was like, dude, I, you can. I'll, I'll toss that in there. You can play that game. I was like, just it's going to be difficult. And he's like, yeah, but it's not going to be like 130 hours. I was like, the game is not that long, but you're going to get stuck so much that it's going to be more like 200 to 300 maybe hours. And he's like, no, I think you're bluffing. I don't think it's that hard. So I played like a couple of YouTube videos showing him how hard the game is. And he's like, no, I think you're bluffing. It doesn't look that hard. I showed him more videos. He still doesn't believe me. And like, I showed him like bosses that were like optional bosses. Right. Like I showed him Amidala and stuff like that. I was like, look at this. And he's like, dude, I just think those look so cool. I was like, it's awesome, but it's a hard game. And he will not listen to me. 
so much so that I don't, I can't confirm this, but he did say on Friday at work that he was leaving work to go straight to GameStop to buy to buy a new PlayStation that way he can play in his room, and uh, blood only twenty bucks. And I was like, "You're fine, but I like that. I will count that, and I'll help you along the way. But I'm telling you, there's no way in hell you're going to beat that." And I've started playing Red Dead as you sent it to me. I told him that he was like, "Man, that's going to take you like another 130 hours." I said, "I guarantee you, I beat Red Dead One before you beat Bloodborne." And he was like, "There's no way. There's no way." And he he like completely thinks I'm joking about how hard that game is. So and that's the end of my story. Well, did you show him like boss fights where the person's really good and it like looks like yeah, it's pretty yeah. easy? Okay, so funny enough, it's really hard to find videos on YouTube that are not really good players because who's gonna upload a really bad player video? Oh, yeah. So yeah, I like I showed him the epic name bro which you and I talked about. And I told him that I was like, you have to keep in mind that this guy is a professional. He's really damn good. I was like, he's played this. I, Cause didn't he do a playthrough where like he doesn't, I know he's done a playthrough where he never ranked, like he never levels up at all. He spends zero blood echoes and he's beat the game that way. And I told him this, I was like, listen, he like, this guy is really freaking good at this stuff. So don't, cause I did. I showed him um, Father Gaslin and I showed him Epic Name Pro playing him. And I was like, he's the first, like, really hard boss. I was like, you're going to beat the first boss that you run into in the Cleric Beast. I was like, you're probably going to beat him pretty easily, probably within the first 10 tries. I said, Father Gaslin, th- that's different. I was like, if you get past this boss, you're, you'll be fine with the rest of the game. Like, you will learn the rest of the game to be able to finish the game. I said, but if you cannot beat him and you get stuck for months, I was like, you will have a problem. And he still doesn't believe me because he saw Epic Name Bro like beat him in the first time and was just like, this is nothing. This is nothing. I went, okay, dude. Uh, sometimes you just got to let the, the baby birds fall out of the nest or whatever. Right. That's what I'm doing. And I plan on playing him this portion to where he can hear what you say about this because, and I really hope he got it. Cause I told him that that is like a top five game in my eyes. I was like probably number four. If I have to be honest, I said, so I, I will do whatever I need to do to get you to play that game. But I promise you, it's going to take you a long time because he, he still thinks that Red Dead will take longer than Bloodborne. And I was like, there's no way in hell. I was like, you are looking at somebody that run, that plays the game, like playing the game from start to finish, you know, in a normal time of Red Dead will be 130 hours. I was like, guaranteed. Bloodborne will take you longer because of how much you will get stuck. I was like, you you can play through Red Dead and not die very much at all, and it take you 130 hours. You die, you're gonna die hundreds of times in Bloodborne, guaranteed, no question about it. At least, yeah. Uh, he like he just refuses to listen. But I like I said, I told him that I'm willing to help. I told him that the game is not, it doesn't explain things you have to read things and i said whenever you get stuck on something i can i can try to explain to you because i told him that like just to help him out like like, i would never recommend this to anybody else that's having a good 
like that's actually decent at the game and he could end up being decent but i told him don't worry about going to the blood starved beast i was like as soon as you get the chance just get the chief the uh chief hunter badge and open up the gate and move on from there i was like don't go down into old yarnum because it's it's terrible and so i like gave him pointers like that because i told him that they will never explain that to him ever in the game and he'll probably get stuck there so just avoid it yeah, I th- later on if you're like a brand new player you gotta you you have to tell them like the certain um like mechanics right. how, how shit works in the world right to get you started uh, i told him to um i was like i showed him the the wiki the bloodborne wiki page i was like this is your friend if you have a problem like if you just don't understand how something's working look here I was like, that's what you need to do. And I told him, like, look, watch the, the Epic Name Bro playlist. I was like, he breaks down everything as he's playing it. It's perfect. I was like, that's what you need to watch. And whenever I showed him the wiki page, like, he was just like, dude, they're, they're, they're so interested in this game that they started their own Wikipedia page. I was like, dude, that's like most games, man. Yeah. And he was like, no way. So, of course, he like look, he types in um, the Last of Us wiki, and it comes up. And he's like, I had no idea this was here. I was like, oh, we got a long way to go. <laughs> but, yeah, that that's... That's all I needed to say about it. I just thought that you'd be interested in this guy thinking that Bloodborne's nothing. I mean, um, yeah. I'm excited to to see if he uh, can stick with it and learn the discipline it takes to complete one of those games, which, yeah. uh, full disclosure, I haven't beat Bloodborne yet. but I was just going to ask. I was like, so, uh, Luke, where are you? Uh um, but I, I have finished Dark Souls 1 and 2. The 2 doesn't even count. Dude, 2 is pretty hard, man. Yeah, but 2 is like considered the easiest. I, but I, I, I truly think that in all those games, it's all in the eye of the beholder. Like, I will always think... <clears throat> I will always think that, to me, Bloodborne is easier than Dark Souls. Always. And like, but I guarantee you that somebody else that's played Dark Souls doesn't think that. Like you, I get. Yeah, I, no, I I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I think Bloodborne is harder because I'm just so used to playing it the yeah. Dark Souls way. And and the, we we can maybe discuss this more as we talk about Sekiro. But like at the time, I was like, oh man, Bloodborne. I just wish it was slower, and I wished you had shields at first. <laughs> For real. No, I know that. The other thing was is that he, I showed him, um, I showed him Dark Souls, and he's like, "Well, you get a shield in this game." I was like, "You get a shield in Bloodborne." (laughs) Well, I told him, I was like, "If you use it, tell me because it's gonna be terrible." And he's just like, "No, this game would be so much easier with the shield." I was like, "Oh my god, this guy really thinks that he's gonna play with the shield." But, you know, once I got to Dark Souls 3, which is a great game, and it kind of, I'm glad they went back to the roots after uh, 2, still, I, I, I was like, you know, I've, I've done an, a lot of this. I've played many, many hours of this exact style. I'm ready for that change of pace with Bloodborne. And, mm-hmm. and now I'm just even more excited for how Sekiro is going to switch it up. And yeah, it's, it's a little bit like more linear, a little bit less open-ended, but um, I think they, they made a conscious decision to do that, and they're going to make the gameplay style that is there very, very solid. Right. I, I agree that I'm interested in just from like 
because they just did the, I don't know if you've seen the videos, but they just flew out a whole bunch of people to watch the game. And yeah, I watched li- Yeah, listening to them talk about how, like, it's more based on um, blocking, like, the actual, like, blocking with your uh, katana rather than just dashing away and stuff like that makes it, I, I don't know, it, it intrigues me because I, for the first time, because I'll, I don't really consider myself playing very much of Blood Bowl, I mean, Dark Souls yet. I do plan on going back, full disclosure, I do plan on going back. I have to wait the minimum of two years, like I do with Bloodborne. Um, but they, it, it's the first time that I'm really going to have to change up the style and stuff. Because I just played Bloodborne again yesterday. Uh, just because talking with him about it made me really wanted to go back. And I don't know, I realized playing that, the like dodge mechanic, just get out of the way, give yourself some room because it's just, if you get hit, you're not getting hit once in Bloodborne. I don't, I don't really feel like you get, you got hit one time in Dark Souls and then you were able to recover. I mean, they would still keep coming, but you were still able to recover and Bloodborne. You're not getting hit once you're getting hit three times minimum. And especially at the beginning of the game, three times kills you. And in Sekiro, it seems more like you're getting hit a couple of times, but you have the option of standing your ground and blocking those shots and using that blocked as your evade to be able to also have your own strike on the pe- on the enemy as well. And it, I don't know, it's just complicated. And I'm super excited to try it, but I'm probably going to suck. No, I'm 100% going to suck a lot. Okay, so... Should we do the official introduction? Um, hello and welcome to Codec Call, uh, Z Targeting's gaming podcast. I'm not going to say weekly. <laughs> I think we're past that. <laughs> it's March 10th, so Happy Mario Day or Happy Mar 10 Day, if you you know. Which I just found out today that that was a thing. Yeah, it's a cool little um, day, you know. Uh, so I'm Luke, and I'm joined by Dakota. What's going on, man? Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> Dakota, I got one question for you. What have you been playing? Okay. So, after that story, <laughs> I've decided that I'm going to go back and play Nero. Nier? No, no, Neo? Neo. Yeah. Did I say Nero? Yeah, Neo. Yeah, Neo. And, dude, that game is awesome, but it's really hard. And it's really hard to, I guess I lied to that previous statement about switching out my play styles because Neo is like actually a lot different than Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Yeah. And it drives me nuts because you in Dark Souls, I mean, Bloodborne and Dark Souls for that matter, the dodge, the quick step, whatever you want to call it, is circle in God of War, the dodge, whatever you want to say, is um, X, but you can remap it to circle. In Neo, it's only uh, X. Only X. So I keep wanting to press circle to dodge out out of the way and stuff, and I am screwing up like crazy because of that. And there's no way to change it. Right. But yeah, they, that's what I'm playing. How, how far did you get in Neo? Out of curiosity, or did you beat it? No, not far. <laughs> like the second mission. Okay, actually, that, I'm on the boss of the second area. 
right? It's like, because I played it yesterday. As I, I After I got done playing Bloodborne, I was like, you know what? Neo is something new. Let's try it. And it's along the same idea. It's the samurai, which is slightly like a shinobi, which is kind of what you are in Sekiro. So to get interested in all that stuff, I was like, let's play it. And um, I got out of the London Tower, and then the title screen hit, and I was like, I've been playing this long, and I just got to the title screen. <laughs> uh, and then, because I, it's funny because I know they have the high, low, and medium uh, like stances and stuff. Yeah. And it never even occurred to me that the whole time I was in the Tower of London that I never dealt with any of that. So it's, yeah. It, but it's a really, I really like the whole, um, the yokais. And the, like the Japanese influence on it is just so interesting to me because it's still like a serious game, like a Dark Souls-ish game. But then they just throw in this fantasy element, which makes it so like the look of it is just so cool because of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely has a great art style. Very true to its, you know, uh, cultural roots and everything. Mm-hmm. It's really good. But yeah, you can go ahead and say what you're playing. Um. So after finishing Red Dead Two, uh, I was so stoked I had to go back to Red Dead One. So I was playing that a bit what? on that. Xbox One X. Time out. We need to say something because I've been I've been wanting to tell you this. I did not realize how fucked up the controls are in that game. They're so bad. It's hard for me to play that game. They're so bad. Yeah, they're fine. No. They, okay. I'm sure that they were fine for the time, but I can barely ride my horse. No, that's the thing. Is is uh, like the 360 area era was pretty rough. Like. Yeah, like looking back on it, it's terrible. Yeah. God, I like I. It's hard for me to play that game because of the UI issues. I mean, the control issues. It's just I've punched my horse hundreds of times. I've done that uh, like on one hand. I've done that in Red Dead Two. I mean, and then I keep wanting to press L to. Um, I mean, L two to like interact with people, and that that just doesn't work. Yeah. So it definitely takes a little bit of getting used to, but I think um, Red Dead 1, it plays a little smoother than other, like, action games of the time. Some games are pretty, pretty rough. Um, So I've been been enjoying it a lot. Um, I I, I don't think I'm very far. Probably put about 15 hours into it. And then we'll talk about this more later, but there was a new game that got announced that got me really, really hyped. (sighs) and unlocked hype that I had been repressing for years. So I've been playing a lot of Pokemon. uh, Well, Black 2 is the one I started with. Because that was was when I got back into it, it was Black 2. Um, So for the past week, that's the only thing I've been playing. I've been really wanting to play um, Sun and Moon. There's a reason why I'm not. We'll we'll get into that. That's great. I, I really don't think I'm a fan of Sun and Moon. I don't like the. I don't like that there's so much talking in those ones. God, it's terrible. But, yeah, dude, have you not? So in whenever X and Y came out, there was a lot of backlash about Pokemon being like the story, just not really caring about the story. 
which nobody plays to everybody that is complaining about the Pokemon storyline. No one cares about the storyline in a Pokemon game. Like bring it back to team rocket where they're just trying to harness the power of Pokemon. That's literally what the story needs to be in every single game. Stop complaining about it because whenever you complain about it, they actually put effort into the story, which is what sun and moon is. But because they put effort into the story, there is so much text to read because nobody has a voice in the game. So they, they all like, the entire I don't know if you know this, but you go you do guardians in um, Pokemon Sun and Moon, they're guardians and it's not badges anymore. Right. And because of that, I've gotten to the first guardian and I'm pretty sure that half the time I beat the first guardian. I'm pretty sure that the entirety of the time that I've played, probably seventy-five percent of the game that I've played so far has been nothing but me reading text. It's it's terrible. Which like good on them because apparently this is like the best story in a Pokemon game ever. But that's only because they put effort into it, and nobody wants that. Okay, well I don't want that, and I represent everyone. <laughs> okay. My my Google thing picked up on. <laughs> Turn it off. Turn off. But yeah, they, it's it's not fine because of that. But I really I've been consider considering getting back into because X and Y was phenomenal. If you are you planning on like moving on past black and black and white? Yes. Okay. So I I played a bunch of black and black two um, this week, and I I got about two badges, and um, I I. Just this morning, I started up um, Y is the one I have from that generation. Okay. Because I was just really curious, the move from DS to 3DS, like how big it was going to mm-hmm. be. And I'm um, so I was playing Y this morning. Really, what the hell was that? Well, I don't know. What are you talking about? I just heard a loud noise. Oh, anyway. Like uh, from my end or? Yeah. yeah. Was it? I think it may have been the TV in the living room's on, and it's Family Guy. They're ringing a doorbell, I guess. Oh. But the the upgraded like graphics and music and like the little quality of life enhancements in, yeah. in X and Y, I'm really digging. So, um, I had uh, I'd spent a lot of time grinding to get the last badge I was on in Black Two. So I was like, oh, I want to switch this up. But um, yeah, that's my plan to kind of progress through it because uh. We'll, we'll talk about this more later. Is somebody yeah. revving a motorcycle? Uh, it's the there's there's a truck driving down the road right now. <laughs> okay. Are you done calling shots in my <laughs> on my side of the world over here? <laughs> okay. Well, we'll but we'll talk about that more later. Uh, the Pokemans, the Pokemon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, one more thing though. Sun and Moon had also pissed me off because they decided to be like, hey, this this uh this attack is super effective to this one. I don't know if you ran into that yet, but like it it now requires zero thought. You just look at it and you play, which I realize is for like the younger people getting into it. Yeah. But but at the I don't know. It, 
They just need to play Let's Go then. There. Sure. All right, we can move on now. I'm sorry. No, you're. don't apologize to me. <laughs> uh, so let's get into the news. Um, there's been a few major things that have uh, popped up over the last few weeks that I thought it was worth talking about. Um, let's go through some small stuff real quick. Um, so Nintendo wants to limit the amount that people spend on their apps. Is that... Am I correct in saying that? The, the, he, yeah. L- limit, but not take away. They they told their they told their developers, do, we do not want the game games to be like locked behind a paywall. Which Pretty is, much ever. Yeah, which is good, and I would imagine probably kind of controversial for a developer of a a mobile game. Well, they apparently, like, they sent that out also to their um, uh, their investors. And so, like, it makes it look like it, 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 it makes it look like they are purposely leaving money on the table, Nintendo is. And so their investors did not like that. But, I mean... I think Nintendo as an image is known for being the family's type of game developer. Therefore they want to keep that reputation. Cause in Japan, you know, you know, in Japan, like your reputation in, is everything to, to them in Japan. So they don't yeah. want to lose that at all. And I think that that's, I think it's kind of noble. Honestly, it's, they're the first ones that really take a look and be like, Hey, these loot boxing, it's probably not the best idea for like kids and stuff. And I, I listened to a podcast where like they discussed it all and they went like super in depth with it. And I really think it's a good move. Yeah. Um, it, I, I think mobile gaming, like for, for fans of traditional games is it's pretty obvious how it's monetized. And I think it's pretty annoying. And, um, I think mobile game is, it's, it's kind of, like cancerous I, I, yeah. maybe that's disrespectful to say but like no no you are it's i mean okay the, you probably could have phrased it better but but you're still right about it like it's it's a problem it's a huge problem yeah like your your level of fun and ability to do things is directly tied to um just how much you're willing to pay now you, you know when you put in, you know, maybe 10 to 15 bucks into a, a game that you enjoy, like that's, that's fine. But if, if it like severely limits you, if you don't mm-hmm. you know, keep dropping money, that's, that's what's annoying. And I mean, I think it's, it, it's good for Nintendo to, to set these ground rules and try to, I guess, make their games like top of the line. Like it's a mobile game. Sure. It's free and it may have microtransactions, but it's not, that's not core to the game or completely necessary or, um, you need only only a bit of money here and there to mm-hmm. keep it going. Yeah, but I'm all about giving money for a game that you like. Yeah, but whenever you keep locking things behind a paywall, and like you just want cosmetic looks and stuff, and you like are constantly harping on ever playing your game. Hey, buy this, buy that. Like, then it's a problem. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, EA. Well, speaking of EA, let's uh, talk about this Anthem game um, and the fun <laughs> yeah. stuff that's been going on there. 
<laughs> breaking consoles. Yeah, I think the the major issue is PlayStation Four players have noticed that the game, you know, turns their console off, and even yeah. forces them to to rebuild their database um, after it does this. Which I, I but I I don't know how if you've heard any differently, but I only heard that there's only like five cases of it doing it. Which I'm not gonna lie. One is too many. <laughs> I, I, I think it's more than five because, like, Greg Miller of Kind of Funny, like, it happened to him. Oh, really? Wait, okay, so it didn't break it. But I think you, you have to, like, rebuild the database or whatever. Okay, okay. I'm talking about the bricking. Like, I've only seen, like, five cases of it being bricked. Like, totally SOL. Yes, like, there's yeah. there's zero way to fix that. Yeah, that's, that's probably accurate. Yeah. <laughs> but still way too many issues from a, you know, a triple a game from a major publisher to be doing this stuff that sure. Sure. A lot of it may not be permanent, but that's still scary. And yeah, you know, Oh yeah. Like crazy. It, why would you put out a game? You even had, they had betas. Yeah. Like a couple of them. It had a rollout based on whichever version of it you bought. How is this? How is this a thing? I don't know, man. I guess you, you can beta test so much, but uh, I guess out in the wild with millions of people playing, you, you never know. But this is pretty cra- a pretty crazy you know, error or glitch or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with the fact that like you can't find everything. Like There's going to be glitches in a game where you, have, where you put a game out for a beta, you only have a, a few thousand, if that, people playing it. And whenever you sell it commercially and it's now in the hands of millions, they're going to find things that are not there. Like glitches are definitely a thing that we all have to live with, no matter what. I don't care who you are. There's going to be some issue with nearly every game. But for it, I don't know, for it to break consoles and then or rebuild the database or anything like hardware wise, that's that's a crazy glitch that you should have found. Yeah. All right, moving on. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. Um, I didn't so, know what happened to Greg Miller, though. That's really interesting. Yeah. It, it seems pretty common, which is scary. <laughs> okay, so Nintendo's hit cardboard game, Nintendo Labo, gets a sequel. Hit um, cardboard game? Would, would you really say it's a hit? Well, I think amongst cardboard games, it's pretty <laughs> fair. <laughs> Okay, I, you know what? I can't argue with that. I don't have enough. Uh, I don't have enough evidence to say otherwise. So I'm just gonna say, yeah, you're probably right. So it's getting a new pack, and this is actually Nintendo's first—well, not their first foray, but their their foray into current virtual reality with their Labo VR kit. Um, so hopefully, it goes better than the Virtual Boy. <sighs> Do we really think that? It, I don't know. It's like a, it's like a fake VR. Yeah, like the the phone ones and stuff. Yeah, it's no, um, yeah. Because well, you put it on, you put it on the Switch, don't you? Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's it's a little bit. I guess it's VR, but it's it's a very loose way of saying VR. I guess, yeah. in my opinion. Okay, so what can you do with it? It looks like there's a shooting game. You can. Um, 
There's like a camera one. I guess is that like a safari? Is that like Pokemon Snap? Because the other part's an elephant, and it is an elephant. Sorry. Pictures of elephants. Sure, dude. I I have no idea. I saw the like the um the ad picture for it, and that's like I said, oh, that's nice, and that's it. Which this will be a really cool thing for I think like younger folks that. (laughs) have a switch or like educational purposes but um i dakota do you have any interest in picking this up no i do think i do i do think that the labo itself is kind of interesting but now i have zero interest in picking this up unfortunately if i had kids i would yeah i i, I think i agree it's cool but it's fine i'm I, okay. this is, it's just so weird. They finally put out the uh, the bird seagull. I don't know what you want to call that dove. Uh, I don't know what that would be. You probably fly around. I uh, sure. Kind of cool. Could be starter set plus master. Oh, okay. I guess it makes it a little so like everything's like oh everything's like two things I get it now that's kind of cool okay next up um, Death Stranding is a little bit behind schedule says Hideo Kojima or Hideo Kojima sorry Um, so it looks like instead of playing it on the PS5 we'll be playing it on the PS6 good joke moving on (laughs) (laughs) Um, so the the rumors around a discless Xbox One have been swirling quite a bit lately. Apparently, it's going to be announced pretty shortly. Uh, sounds like March or April get announced and then release either April or May. Um, so I think we've heard enough rumors that this seems pretty darn legitimate, and it seems to align with what Microsoft is trying to do with making xbox a a service like an overarching umbrella of things that you can uh, play multiple places and uh pushing for like an all digital future because with you know xbox game pass which is a great service um they're pushing for that you know i've noticed that anytime that they have like a pack-in bundle it's all digital everything you get a a download of it was tomb raider and forza and whatever Mm um so i feel like they're just they're pushing for all digital and this will be another way to to move that way um you know when whenever last year's npd numbers came out like i was surprised to hear how big digital game purchases have become you know even for triple a games i guess we're just at a point that like everybody's internet is good enough that you can download 50 gigs or whatever in you know a decent amount of time um so like to put it into perspective, the PlayStation Network made more money than all of Microsoft's or, you know, all of Xbox's gaming profits overall. And um, for both of them, digital purchases were up a, a significant percent. I don't remember how much, but um, so I think the market is there for for a device like this. And um, without a disk drive, they're probably going to try to push the price down a little bit. You know, this generation, you know, without price cuts or discounts or anything, it's still like 300 bucks. 
uh, to get in. So, so <clears throat> do you think that do you think that it'll be possible? I wonder if it'll be possible to like connect an external hard drive to a diskless one. I mean, an external uh, disc reader. Do you know what I mean? To a diskless Xbox to make it a disc Xbox? I mean, that's got to be something that Microsoft themselves makes. Um, you know, or it's like bootleg. Well, yeah, like I have an external uh, disc reader for my computer because I don't have. I mean, who buys computers now with disc readers? So, I mean, that'll play like CDs and DVDs and Blu rays and whatever, but I don't think it'll. Unless it's an official Microsoft. Well, model, oh, yeah. Xbox yeah, yeah. I guess that's a valid point. I didn't even different. Mm. So I don't think you can put like an Xbox or PS4 disc into, into anything. And, you know, well, I, the reason why I was bringing it up is because I feel like there's, I feel like, I feel like there's people that will be able to buy this that I do not, that will be interested in buying this, but I do not think that that is the solution. However, to sell one for like instance the next generation of consoles to be like here is your game system there's no disc uh there's no disc drive in there at all however if you are not comfortable doing all digital media because you don't have your internet access or whatever the infrastructure is not available yet in your area whatever you can buy this external disc reader plug it in and it will play through that and you can install it directly to the hard drive that way. Like, cause I think that it'll be a way to keep it cheaper. Meaning like you won't be, that's another piece of hardware. Disc readers are not cheap necessarily, but they're not that expensive. Like I paid a hundred dollars for mine and it plays Blu-rays, 3d Blu-rays, uh, UHD Blu-rays, uh, whatever. I mean, yeah, whatever. But I don't know. I can see it as a way for the next generation to lower its price because that was a really good point that you made. But also offering it to where like every single one of them is discless. But if you want the disk drive with it, you can buy that separately to where, for instance, you and I don't need to pay for that because we have fast enough internet. Or maybe you don't have fast enough internet. I don't know. I mean, me personally, I, th- I think I do. Um, but I, I think that I have fast enough internet, but I do not think that my internet is stable enough. That's my issue. Just saying. Yeah. I don't, I could see them just not doing that just because they have a console that does, but I don't, I don't know. I, we'll just have to see. Yeah. Well, but next, but the next generation of every single one doesn't have a disc in it. I don't, I don't think next generation, they, they're all going to be like that. I think it would still be like a budget one. And then then I think, I think it's going to be the same kind of model, at least for Microsoft is a a more powerful thing. And then um, like a traditional game console and then the disc list more streaming Mm -hmm. focused, which I guess we're going to have to hear about Microsoft streaming service, which maybe we'll hear about at GDC or E3 or something. Um, but but I bet that that'll be their lower price one is more digital or streaming focused or, you know, Game Pass focused or whatever. Right. So are you interested? Are you going to buy this? Since no, you... I'm, I'm not going to buy it. Um, really? Won't this be the only one you don't buy? Yeah, but I sold 
the the first Xbox One I, I bought, I sold that, and then I still have the two terabyte S. Honestly, I'm probably gonna sell that too, because <laughs> it, it's got storage, but at the same time, um, I'm so annoyed by how many games run at like 900p on the original Xbox One. Yeah, and like like I'm now that I have a nice a nice <laughs> TV, and I've, I've had a good TV for a while, but now I've the OLED, the perfect TV. <laughs> And I have a PS4 Pro and an and a Xbox One X. Like, I'm not going to play anything in 900p. Fuck that. Like, there's no reason. Right. And it's going to run slower. So I'm probably going to sell that, too. And just get down to the X, because the X is a fantastic piece of hardware. Yeah. But, but see, that's that's me. You know, the, the crazy, uh, hardcore person. Yeah, the one that needs the best. Yeah. I think if they launch this thing like 200 bucks, it's going to sell gangbusters. Because... When it, that's that's I think the sweet point for a lot of people is is two hundred bucks. Um, yeah. Because when PlayStation did that last Black Friday, like that that shit sold out immediately. Um, and it, it, we're how many years into the generation is this now? Six. Yeah. So we're, it's, we're up there. There's st- I mean it's everything's been selling very well this generation, but I bet once they go down to two hundred, um, a whole swath of, you know, more casual game players are, are then going to pick it up, which we see happen pretty much every generation. So, and then, yeah. and then I don't know what I'm going to do next generation if they, if they do like how I described it. Um, but I think we just got to see what Microsoft's doing and what Sony's doing for that matter. You're going to get the, whichever one puts out at 4k 60 and with HDR. Yeah. It will, basically you're getting the highest in one you can. That's what you're going to do. Yeah, probably. All right. Moving on. I am interested to see how this sells, though. Yeah, because I, I just, I'm, I'm always surprised by the numbers for digital sales. So I think the, the market is there and it hasn't quite been tapped yet. Because right. I, I didn't think we were there yet, but it looks like we are, as a, as an industry. Okay, so speaking of new and upcoming stuff, and speaking of streaming, Google has a presentation in about a week and a half at GDC. And it said, um, you're going to see what, what it's all been about or some phrase like that. So I imagine we're going to see, there's got to be a device. I think there's going to be a device that goes along with Project Stream or whatever they call it. Project, yes, yeah, Project Stream, right? Project Stream, yeah. Which they demoed just through the Chrome browser. Um, so for sure, we're going to hear about the full details of that service. Um, but I think they're going to probably have like a, um, a Chrome, like a Chromecast for games, uh, Chromecast gaming, whatever they call it. Um, we saw some mock-ups of the controller. Well, some people say it's a leaked image. I think, I think it's a mock-up. I think, I think it looks still pretty Photoshopped, but, um, they did file copyrights for a controller that looks very similar to that. I think the controller looks really uncomfortable, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, and it, it looks... I don't know if it's... Dude, I don't know if this is a mock-up anymore. I was all on board with you, but looking at it again, it's got the little, like, Google Home button and everything. Like, why would they put that in a mock-up? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I don't I don't think it's going to be a very solid controller. But we'll see. We'll see. Um so like I definitely don't think they're gonna do a full home console. I think 
it's it's going to be something smaller, which is what Google has always done with their you know Chromecast stuff and video streaming stuff. It's um, focused more on the service that it can connect to. But I mean, Project Stream seems to to work really well. I guess it was only a limited number of people, right? But yeah. I mean, oh, you, yeah. Played, you played Assassin's Creed Odyssey in a, in a Google Chrome browser at like. 25 frames a second or whatever so i mean that's way more solid than i thought it would be for a game like that yeah i i just the, the, my issue is i don't know i because I, I told the the gamer side of me wants to say that like i don't know i don't i don't see the phone as a legitimate piece of gaming device say whatever you want i do like it's it's for fun i have some time to wait while i'm in the doctor's waiting room whatever and that's what i pull out to play and i think that that's or i'm on the bus or whatever like that that so to be to think that google is still gonna I don't know. To think that Google's just going to come in here, like the me knowing Google, Google it is is able to start its own console, but I just I feel like they just think too small, and it's hard. It's going to be hard to beat PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, all of that stuff. But then again, whenever Sony said that they were going to make a console, we said the same thing. And look what happened. Whenever Microsoft said that they were going to make a console, we said the same thing. And look what happened. And like Google is the Microsoft of this generation. Not saying that Microsoft is not Microsoft of this generation, but it's Microsoft was like the big behemoth that could just do no wrong back then. And that's what Google is now. To a lesser degree, I think, but same thing. I think it all depends on how how good the service is and what what games they have, because um, who knows like who's on board with it. Right. Well, I'm assuming that's going to be Ubisoft, at the very least. Yeah, at, at the very least. Um, and and say whatever you want, but that's actually kind of a heavy hitter. Yeah, yeah. Like, what if Google comes in and says we want exclusive, like we want exclusives from you? That's huge. Yeah, and that's one thing I'm I'm pretty stoked to, or, or very curious. Are there going to be exclusives, like like from big name people? And if there are, I don't know if I'm going to be stoked about that because I don't really want to have to buy something else or subscribe to something else. But right. But then, and that's the other thing. If there's no, like, if there's a box, but the box is only just as a streaming hub. Then, like for instance, a Chromecast, as you pointed out, like a Chromecast is cheap. So, like you, okay. Whenever somebody says, "Hey, we get Google has this console out. You want to buy it?" and then you're like, "Yeah, what's the price?" and they say two hundred dollars. You're like, "No, I'm gonna like you said, where two hundred dollars is the the like perfect price now." Most people are gonna be like, "I'd rather buy something that's already established." But whenever they're like, "Google has this console out. You want to buy it?" and they go, "Yeah, how much?" and you say, "Hey, it's fifty dollars that you just plug into your TV because it's a streaming console, so it doesn't need much." Then you're like, "Yeah, sure, I'll take it." Yeah, and if if they can get a good lineup and stuff like that, could I don't know? That could be crazy. Yeah, if, but the controller has to be like it cannot be the controller. 
This is a terrible controller. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Maybe. I'm very stoked to see what they've got for us. Here in I don't know. As somebody that loves, as somebody that loves Google, like in most things that Google does, I see no issues with it. But I really just I don't want them to do this. But at the same time, I want them to do it because I wanted to see how crazy it is. But at the same time, I don't want them to do it because I don't want them to ruin the landscape that's already set. Like, we have a good thing with the trio. Just leave it alone, people. Just stay out. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're going to totally, you know, shake things everything. up. Yeah. Yeah, you're sure that, that's, think, that you're correct. I think it's just going to be an addition and tap into a uh, more of the market that we haven't tapped into. But we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I want to talk about Springs lineup a little bit, because there's been a lot of good games that have come out and are coming out. Um, so, like, in January, we had Resident Evil 2. Um, have you had a chance to play any more of that? Other than the demo now, I... I... I haven't gotten it, although I've I've considered it a lot because it, it looks so good, like yeah. really good. But yeah. I know that I have um, well another game that you're gonna bring up. I know I have an I have another game pre-order now. I know that's gonna take up my time, so I don't want to. And I'm also playing Neo right now. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying not to get anything right now because I know that I have my time invested already. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to do the same thing too. So this segment is probably not going to be very good for that. Right. Um, yeah. I, I had only played a bit of RE2. It, it looks great and it plays great, but... But you bought a, it? Yeah. Uh, but it's a relatively short game. So it would if you wait probably till like Black Friday and pick it up yeah. on the low, that would probably be good. Right. That's that's what my plan is to wait till it's on sale. Um, Tetris ninety nine came out in February, and that game is fantastic. I'm so done with Tetris. <laughs> um, Although I really want to get Tetris secretly. It, you but should. but I'm waiting. I'm also waiting for that to go on sale. So if you see that go on sale, let me know. I've been like checking every day. Yeah. Um, I will be on the lookout for that. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3 released to like much better reviews than I thought possible, given how d- delayed it was and everything. Um, so that's cool. I, that's that's a game I want to play it, but I'm I'm gonna wait till this Black Friday or later because I've got the entire series to play through. Yeah. So I'm not even gonna know what the hell's going on in it. Just watch a YouTube video. Yeah. Except the YouTube videos for the that I just like watching the YouTube videos for the story on Metal Gear, like it doesn't really yeah. help. <laughs> yeah. And you're just more confused <laughs> whenever you went in. Yeah. Um, Devil May Cry Five just came out and also amazing reviews. Um, yeah. And that game, the graphics on there are insane. Like I, I think even better than Resident Evil Two. It, it's just crazy how good that game looks and how smooth it plays on the, on the, you know, upgraded consoles at least. Yeah. So I, I really want to, I really want to get that, but I like, it's back to the same issue. My time's already taken. 
Yeah. And those typically don't have a lot of replayability. So that's another one I'm, I'm waiting on, but man, it looks really freaking good. So I can't wait to check that out at some point. <laughs> then I guess the last one coming up in the near future. Oh wait, no, two more. So days gone comes out at the end of April. That also just had a preview event, which the reception was a lot more positive um, than yeah. uh, previews in the past. So that's encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Like, I, whenever I read some, well, like, the takeaways that some people had, I was kind of blown away by how, by how mixed they were, but still mostly on the positive side. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like the only person I've heard say anything bad really is Dan Reichert, and he just said that he just doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he he's a tough guy to convince, I think. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. So that's another one. Like, I've I've got plenty of open world games on the docket, or you know, ready to to knock off the backlog. So I'll probably wait till later. Um, and hopefully it's it's a good game from you know beginning to end for thirty hours or or whatever. Hopefully. Last one I want to talk about from the spring and the one I think we're both most excited for is Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice, mm-hmm. which definitely will be picking up day one. Um, I know I'm gonna suck at it so much. You don't know was, that yet. It was well for me. It was so tough to move to Bloodborne from Dark Souls that now it's like even farther like in the in the fast direction and the parrying and blocking that's necessary um i don't know man i'm gonna suck but um, yeah but but when was the last time that you um when was the last time that you played a bloodborne or a dark souls game um a few weeks ago because i i fired up i fired up both bloodborne and dark souls 3 and and goofed around in those for a little bit because I, I want to try to chip away at those. Hmm. Really? But I, I didn't I didn't play very well on either of them. Well, yeah, but you you can't just pick it up and be good. Yeah. How far are you in Bloodborne, by the way? Not much farther than when we last <laughs> talked about it. So you still have yet to beat Victor Amelia? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't really tried, though. That's the thing. I haven't really tried. I, uh, full disclosure, you need to go to Hamlet Grove first. Maybe you didn't already. Yeah, I beat the witches. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, duh, I was there. I held you. Yeah. So I'm kind of screwed. Um, How? I've, I've done all the extra stuff I can do, but I just got to give it some time, I think. And, and, uh, and level up a little bit. Get some... Did you... Okay, yeah. Get some... Yeah, level up a little bit. Get some blood vials. It'll on. happen one of these days. I doubt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's only because you've been saying it for so long that we're still, <laughs> we're still in a race. <laughs> anyway. Because you have, you're a DNF on our race. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Uh, Wait, when, did, when does Sekiro come out? That's in... 22nd. In 12 days. Yeah. Oh, man, hell yeah. Okay, next up, um, Nintendo had a couple big directs um, recently that I wanted to touch on. 
So we finally got our first direct of 2019, uh, the day before Valentine's Day, to kind of show off Nintendo's spring lineup. So it was a pretty packed direct. Um, a lot of news that I, I was pretty pleased with. Started off with Super Mario Maker 2, which looks really good. Added some new features like slopes, which were sorely missed in the original. Uh, you know, I played a ton of the original Mario Maker, and honestly, it was just playing other people's levels. Like, I'm not big into making my own stuff. Well, yeah. I think that's, like, mostly everyone. Yeah. So with the Switch having a bigger install base, I'm pretty stoked to have more people, you know, online with the game making making levels. Um, the original, there's there were so many crazy creative things, so many things that were super difficult, the musical levels, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to get back into that and play some new creative Mario stuff. Um, a bunch of, like, RPG announcements. We got a new game from the people behind... I am Setsuna, um, uh, which is Square's like smaller RPG studio. It's called Onan Oninaki. Looks fine. Is um, that how you pronounce it? I don't know. <laughs> I was like waiting for you to say it because I wanted to. Yeah. We'll go with that. Sure. Um. What else? What else? Uh, Rune Factory 4 is getting ported to the Switch, and Rune Factory 5 is in development. So those are like cult classic games on like 3DS. New little trailer for Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is the the new Castlevania-like from the guy that was worked on Castlevania for forever, Koji Igarashi. So that is apparently coming out in the summer. It's been in development for a while, so that's one game I'm going to pick up immediately when that drops. Dragon Quest Builders 2 finally coming stateside to both PS4 and Switch in July. Wait, this, the second one was out in Japan already? Yeah, it came out like last fall uh, or something. Huh. Which, I, I'm not a big Minecraft person, but I, I really liked the first one because it added like RPG elements and kind of brought you along on a story a little bit. So I, I enjoyed that, the first one, a lot more than I thought I would. But it was only I, single player, so this one has co-op. I'm disappointed in hearing that you're not a big... Um, Minecraft person. But I just said I don't like building stuff. Um, you know. Yeah, but I, I, I don't play Minecraft build. I just play it just to mess around. I build myself a little mud hut and call it a day. Uh, I, I never really gave it a shot. It just didn't seem like something I'd like. Um, they announced Tetris 99, which is an amazing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragon Quest XI is coming out in the fall with some new updates. So that's cool. I I'd fired that up on the PS4 like over Christmas, New Year's time. Try to start that up. It's, seems like a solid game. Um, but I haven't given it enough time yet. But who has the time? Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses is coming out in July. Yeah, looks good. Fire Emblem, always solid. Um, some of the best, you know, tactics RPGs that are still coming out. So it got delayed a little bit from the spring to July, but I'm still happy it's not like end of 2019 or whatever. Game looks good. They announced a collector's edition that sold out like immediately, but it recently came back up on on all the storefronts like GameStop, Best Buy, and Amazon, and I was able to pick it up there on the restock. 
So I'm very stoked. I'm restocked. Um, the Fire Emblem Collector's oh, Editions are always really hard to get because I think Nintendo just doesn't believe that they have a fan base and then don't they don't yeah. get that many of them. And even the games themselves like usually go out of stock. Yeah, I remember whenever I got Awakening, I bought it mainly because I felt like I would never see it again. Yeah, because when I back in the day I worked at Walmart and it was like, uh, maybe not even a year, just a year after that game came out, and we already like didn't have it. Yeah. So, Nintendo is, is always you know stringent on their stock, but Fire Emblem they just don't believe that anybody wants it. I well I do know that like that was the reason why it took so long. That's the reason why it took so long for them to bring Fire Emblem over stateside because they just didn't think it would do very good. Yeah. So that'll be a great game uh, on the Switch to be able to take on the go with great graphics and stuff. Um, the second to last game in the, the Direct was Astral Chain. Um, it's a new action game from Platinum. So it's good to hear that they're on board with Nintendo and hopefully this game actually comes out. I'm like, mm-hmm. stay around, rest in peace. Dude, did you hear those reports that Nintendo's resurrecting Scalebound? Yeah, I heard that. That's crazy. Actually, should we just talk about them talking about Xbox Live coming to the Switch? Well, let's let's finish up this segment real quick. Okay. Cool. Uh, the, the only other thing was the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening remake for Switch, which... I think this was heavily rumored on the 3DS, and it must have got moved because the 3DS is pretty much dead. Um, I think the graphics look really good. I, I know it's like it looks like action figures or whatever. Like it kind of has like a plasticky yeah. look to it, but I think that'll be yeah. great. Yeah, but I don't. I I still I really wish they would like rebuild, like redo some games some of the Zelda games in the Breath of the Wild engine, I think that could be so awesome. Uh, yes, I don't think this would be one of them, or it, it wouldn't, yeah. if it was, it would take forever, you know? Well, okay, they should redo the first one in the Breath of the Wild engine. The reason yeah. why is because the Breath of the Wild and the, the first Legend of Zelda, they're the only two that you can do you can do the dungeons in any order. So, like, literally, they can be every Like, you can do them in any order. It's the same thing. Right. Yeah, I think it would be great. It just, it's just going to take time to yeah. get those made. Oh, that, yeah, that would take a while. I guess, you have a valid point. So, I'm just glad we got something coming out, but I would definitely be stoked to have, like, a, a more open-world remake of zelda one i think that would be great yeah that'd be that'd be mind-blowing honestly the one thing i'm worried about with this is that everything looks like a very exact replica so i hope it's not just you know exactly the same there's like some new stuff or some stuff changed around oh i'm sure there will be i'm i wouldn't worry i only say that because i don't I guess it's possible now that I think about it. I don't know. I just, I feel like they, they don't really do that very much. Like it's not generally a one for one. Right. There's something slightly different. Yeah. Oh, almost always. But yeah. 
I guess it's, I guess there's a first time for everything. Yeah. All right. So like you mentioned, there's been a lot of rumors swirling that uh, Microsoft and Nintendo have been in cahoots, which is kind of, <laughs> kind of really crazy. Cahoots. Yeah. Or they've been, they've been talking. There's stuff on the table, which I, I think is crazy, but it does make sense. Um, so there have been rumors of, like, Banjo-Kazooie coming to Smash. I think that's where this kind of started. Yeah. Um, I've seen rumors of... Steve from Minecraft also coming to Smash. And then it kind of escalated not too long ago. So there was, what was it, some kind of panel at GDC Microsoft's putting on, and they said that Xbox Live, like the the, the service, not necessarily the service, but the, the OS, whatever you'd call it, is being developed for like mobile phones and, and the Switch. Um, and then somebody said that Ori in the Blind Forest and Cuphead are coming to Switch, um, getting ported. Mm-hmm. Then it escalated to Xbox Game Pass is coming to Switch. Um, which, if if that's how Microsoft is going to like propagate their streaming service or whatever, I th- it, it's crazy. But also, it would it would work, I think. And that's how these two could take down Sony. I think that it's pretty awesome. I, I think that for them to be, uh, and it's no secret, Nintendo is behind on the whole online stuff, and this would bump them back up to, like, pretty pretty far along. It's a significant bump. If not, like they're playing ball. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think that it's a way for like both of them to get exactly what they want, where. Microsoft wants more people on their service to be able to compete with like they want the exclusives. They want to be able to, they just, I don't know. Cause I'm not entirely sure what Microsoft wants. Microsoft wants exclusives and there's, I still feel like there's no way in hell Nintendo gives up their exclusives. Like no way. So I'm really wondering like outside of getting people, outside of getting numbers and more, well, I guess they can get more subscriptions like with their game service, but like, I don't know. It's just not enough. I feel like I, I feel like Nintendo is the one that's getting the, the best deal here. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely don't see, um, Nintendo putting their stuff on Xbox. Yeah. But, but I can see Xbox putting their stuff on switch. But I, I think that's a pretty, like, one-sided um, deal. Yeah, deal. Yeah. Which, there since that time, there has been some reports that Games Pass is not coming to Switch. So this came from Brad Sams. Um, he's, he's on some website, but he's had a lot of, I would say, accurate um, Xbox rumors. Like, he seems to be a pretty legitimate insider. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said that it's not coming... Um, anytime soon so I don't know were they talking about going both ways but then Nintendo I mean I would see them not wanting to give up their IP on on Xbox and then maybe it'd fall through um, I, so I don't know like I, I, 
I mean, you're right about it being like having an insider, but I also didn't expect it to happen until like maybe the holiday season, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, the only thing that I can think of is that Microsoft is getting subscriptions. Like if they offer their Xbox live service, Nintendo sees probably a very small portion of that money if any, and honestly, I don't think that that's a bad deal for Nintendo. Like, for Nintendo to offer their subscription service, I mean, Xbox, like, basically, you can, with Xbox Live, you can now play Xbox games online and Nintendo's online service, like, both with one. Nintendo doesn't actually need any of that money. They're not making very much, like, the only thing you're honestly getting with Nintendo service, besides online play, is their... NES classic games, which they probably don't like, they don't really care about that money, I'm sure. Um, and the cloud saves, they did. So they can offer both of those on a totally different tier, and all their services still run through Xbox. They get the Nintendo gets the numbers that they want, Xbox gets their the money mostly they also get the bum in in numbers as well and nintendo i don't know they also allow game pass to happen yeah i don't know it's all it's all crazy you know like well well, like i don't know because you're right it is crazy to think because it's like what is microsoft benefiting here but at the same time it's what does microsoft want Besides the exclusives, because there's no way that's happening. Zero chance in hell that's happening. But because the exclusives are honestly the main thing that keeps Nintendo in play here. Yeah. And as bad as that is to say, but they have the exclusive. You will never find another Mario game on any other console, so you automatically have to buy a Nintendo console, no matter what, if you want to play those games. And... So it's like, what what is Microsoft benefiting from here? But at the same time, when you say it out loud, it's like, it may not be that bad of a move. But at the same time, you're like, what the hell are you getting out of this? But if they really want to have the Xbox service, whatever kind of, either Project Xtreme or whatever, like really, you know, get out there and, and be very legitimate, this is going to be something that, yeah, uh, it's going to be guaranteed success, I think. Yeah, I mean, both parties will definitely like. Both parties will definitely benefit from the move. It's just, is it worth it to both parties? Yeah, I I don't know. Like it, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I want it to happen so bad, but yeah, I want it to happen, but at the same time, I don't want it to happen. Um, it'll be crazy. I. There, there have been a lot of people in the industry that have put out like very vague tweets saying like things are going to change in the next generation pretty big. So and I'm, I'm just excited to see what happens. Yeah, and I also feel like they've been talking about Microsoft has brought up the idea of putting their services on other consoles before. Like ever, ever since um, Phil Spencer, like Phil Spencer is all about that. Like, he doesn't, I feel like he, I mean, we said it before, he doesn't, he cares about the money because he's a, he's a businessman. He has to care about the money to a degree, but I think that he is more 
like he would much rather make gamers happy than care about the money. Like as long as they're floating, okay, doing better than floating, I, I feel like he's fine with whatever move he makes. I think they want they want to put together a a ecosystem and a service that yeah is such a good deal that people have to stick with it right. Um, so I think that's what they've been doing. And and, and I think that it goes to show honestly that like because I I hate to say this outside of the exclusives from PlayStation, I really have zero reason to have a PlayStation. Like they're kind of because I would much rather have my Xbox One X because of the power that it puts out over my PlayStation 4 Pro. But I want the PlayStation 4 Pro because of the exclusives that come with it. So, like, in a way, Sony is kind of at the same point of Nintendo because I would much rather support Microsoft and all of what they're doing because I think that it's more tailored to the gamers rather than Sony, which makes it very... They make it a point to be like... it's it's all about money to them. And I, I don't know that like, I feel like this proves that because of how much that Microsoft was like dead in the water for this generation because of how little the Xbox one sold for a long time compared to the PlayStation. And, but with this new, like how they've tailored things for gamers puts them back into the argument, like a lot. And it shows that as long as you like do things that are in the interest for gamers, like they will reward you. If that makes yeah. okay, uh, my tangent's over. No, I, I agree, and like that's that's what Sony did at the start of the generation. Yeah, and they've kind of faltered on that. And I don't know. We'll we'll see when they announce the PS5 and they announce what it can do or whatever. We'll see how how far their tune has changed. But hopefully enough. Yeah. Okay. One last thing I want to talk about was Nintendo's other direct, their Pokemon direct. Oh shit, we just got this. <laughs> yeah. We'll we're running out of time, um, so we'll keep it moving. So I definitely did not think that we would see so much of the the new generation. Honestly, when I saw the three Pokeballs, I was like, okay, one of them is gonna be a, an update to Pokemon Go. Then it's gonna be like I don't some, I don't know why you thought that, but I, I want to hear the other two. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just I was just so ready to be disappointed um, by Nintendo, <laughs> and then and then they would announce like, oh you you can start bringing in like Gen two Pokemon to Let's Go or something like that. There's already Gen two Pokemon in Let's Go. In Let's in Go or Let's Go. Oh, Let's okay. Never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, I might go. Go ahead. And then. The third one would be okay. Here's the title of the the next generation and like one piece of concept art because that's usually how they announce them, right? Um, um, I feel like it's not like generally speaking, it's usually like a video or something. A couple of them we first heard about it with a title and, and concept art, at least one or two. But so that's what I expected. Um, but it was all about the new games, Pokemon Sword and Shield. So I. I honestly don't like the titles a whole lot. Um, I think it deviates from what we're used to with Pokemon, but the rest of the game um, so far I think looks really great. I honestly think, what the hell is going on? With what? Is there some kind of drag race going on? 
I get <laughs> my office is in the front of my house, so I guess you hear everything on the right. <laughs> I don't hear anything. <laughs> okay, is your mic facing the right way? Yes. Okay, this, I don't know, it's just weird. You had a window open? No, I'm by the window, though. Okay. Anyway, um, I think it was, the reason I came away so very hyped from this, um, it's one, it's, it's, I know that Nintendo is firing on all cylinders these days. They are, you know, coming back, um, you know, uh, swinging hard after the Wii U, and we've seen this with, you know, the hardware design of the Switch, Breath of the Wild being amazing, Mario Odyssey, Smash Ultimate. These are all great games, um, and you know some of the top ones in each of their respective franchises. So I'm like, they've shown that that's their their uh, motivation. This generation is just to come out swinging, do the best Nintendo stuff that they can do, and win everybody back. So if that's their attitude with Pokemon, um, then I'm just super stoked for it. And it's it's a um, the best looking you know mainline Pokemon game we've ever had. Um, the first one on a, you know, a quote unquote home console. So it, I don't know. I'm just, I can't wait for it. It just looks great. <laughs> the map, the map looks super detailed. Yeah. Um, to, I think the map map looks awesome. Um, with tons of cool places to go. But one thing I didn't realize you touched on the story. Like I watched a 35 minute YouTube video about the, st- the story of all the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how crazy it got. Yeah. Like from black and white and on, like just it got insane. But apparently, the the rumor is this game will tie into X and Y because um, there was a war a long time ago, and this region, since it's the UK, is probably close to X and Y's region, which was like France. Yeah. So that'd be super cool if they tie it back in. I did not hear anything. Me, me, like I did not read. I did not read that portion of it. I didn't realize that they even said that this was based in the UK. Well, they didn't, they didn't say that, but that's the rumor. The, yeah. I didn't think the big theory based on everything. Oh, I didn't, I haven't even heard that. a theory, but that makes it, that's, that's more intriguing to me because uh, I really did not care about Sun and Moon at all. Everybody's like, you got to switch up the formula. The formula is you get a Pokemon and you go out and you train it and you capture more Pokemon to train it, to train them, to then fight things. And then eventually you go on to some sort of Elite Four where there's four to five trainers that have these super ridiculously good Pokemon. And then once you beat them, you go around and you try to find legendaries. Done. I mean, but I, th- I think if the, if that journey is slightly different, I think that's good because they they haven't changed it up a whole lot. I, I don't, you know, the last twenty years. I don't think that needs to be. What other what do, what else do you want? You because like I want to collect badges. I do not. Well, I want to collect badges. I want to collect badges from trainers. I can see where like I I think that they should make it to where there's like. There's more in-game stuff is what needs to be because the in-game, whatever it comes down to it, it you have you you go get more legendaries or you collect them all. That's the in-game. Or you can do some um, uh, breeding and if you get into that stuff. So if there was a way to extend the in-game a little bit longer, maybe even go to another region to where now, I mean, like they did. Um, Honestly, this is really what I want. In Gold and Silver, where they let you go back to Kanto, that's what I want. Well, I, 
th- that's been the rumor with this one is since it, it looks like story-wise it's going to be tied into Kalos. Okay. It, uh, and in, in Kalos, there's apparently a train station that's totally unused back in X and Y. <laughs> um, that's the big rumor that maybe, maybe you'll be able to go back, which that would be a pretty big bombshell. Yeah. Um, if that happened. No, but, but what I mean by this is, so I actually did start up Sun um, when that came out, and I, I just thought it was really refreshing that it was just different, you know? Yeah. Like, I played so much of just run around the grass, fight a trainer, go to the gym, you know, rinse and repeat, that doing something slightly different felt pretty refreshing. What I think they should do is have, like, more ways, like, more play styles, like, in the in the game and in the lore and in the anime or whatever, there's like oh people that they don't battle but they do this or that or like what if there were more ways to level up your Pokemon than just battling? Like that would be crazy. Yeah, but I, I mean, well, I guess this is the reason why I'm not a game designer. Because I was gonna say like what what would you what would you do? But it's not my job to figure it out. <laughs> what you be you become a berry farmer? That's what I want. <laughs> Pokemon, Pokemon Sword Berry Farmer Edition. Yeah, or, or like you're a guy that um, like researches new potions, and you have to like solve. What if they had like a little puzzle mini game? This is like t- totally off the dome, random shit. But I think th- they should sprinkle in other parts of the like the Pokemon world that um, is hinted at, but we never really get to get to. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, you're you're right. It would be awesome, but I. I, th- I think that the thing that needs to be stick the same. Well, I guess maybe you're pro- you could be right. You could be onto something. Or what if like when you did like the 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 like the beauty contest or whatever, like you got experience for that. I think. You- or there was some kind of like Pokemon Snap <laughs> mini game or something. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, Pokemon Snap. But if well, where I was getting at was if. They should make it to where I think it would be really cool if the first badge that you go get, the first gym leader, is uh, Brock. Make it easy. Um, you fight Brock. You do your normal stuff. But then whenever you go on to the next one and whatever, it's not a battle. Where, like you pointed out where like there's other ways of leveling up to where it is the like show. The like I don't really pay, do as much of the show side of things but as you said like the beauty contest and stuff like maybe that's the next battle or a pokemon snap or like you have to you pick one pokemon you have to go in and you have to take a better photo than whomever like i think that'd be cool if like each badge was something even different more different yeah and i mean i think like it, it would be something that kind of just supplements the main thing and like you know battling is the the primary yeah, like, but just have a little bit of variety. I mean, yeah, the, I guess they can switch it up, but I really just want it to stay the same. Where you go, you collect badges, you capture Pokemon, you battle Pokemon, and you move on. Yeah, I mean that's what it's going to be though. That's, yeah. So we're. I know that, and I'm wanting, and I don't want them to make it so. I'm not going to say make it hard because it doesn't need to be hard. Pokemon's not a hard game. It's not supposed to be a hard game. So like, it, it also doesn't need to be the let's go easy, which I just a little harder than that. Well, yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like what makes it hard is 
you battling your friends. That's what makes Pokemon hard. <laughs> yeah. Once you get into the post game and stuff. Yeah. But I also like, I really want it to be a secondary stage where you can keep on going and though the, the next stages of the, the next area that you go to at the end game, those Pokemon rank up as well. Meaning that like the next gym that you play has already, I mean, they have like level 70 Pokemon and so on and so forth because that's, I don't know. I, I don't, I think it's interesting whenever the Pokemon get up to like fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, a hundred. That's whenever it's fun to me. Yeah. But yeah. So I, I definitely taken like a, I guess almost a six year break. Um, from Pokemon. I really want to see, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm like, whenever you get farther into sun and moon and you like learn about the, the badges and stuff like that, I really want to know what you think about it. Because they, that's, they did switch that up. The badges system. They did switch it up in that. And I want to know if you like it. Cause I, I didn't really care about it very much because it's, I just feel like it's really confusing and it's, it's just not true to form. So I'm interested to see what you think about it. So let me know. Yeah. yeah once I get there. So, you know, I, I, I didn't think I would be this hyped um, because, you know, when I played Ruby and Sapphire back in the day, I finished Ruby, but I was like, man, this is so repetitive. I, I'm just tired of this. Um, and then I was surprised by how well Diamond and Pearl were received. And I played one of those a bit. But then that was, like, when I got out of gaming. Um, but I really enjoyed it. The time that I played, like, maybe 10, 15 hours of, of one of those. But then got out of gaming. Then when I got back in, um, Black and White 2 were what were out. Um, so, like, and it's it's been a while that I've been on a break. So we'll see if, if, it, if I eventually succumb to how darn repetitive these games are. But yeah. I'm digging them so far. And I, I just hope that... Um, Sword and Shield, they, it, Nintendo keeps up their track record of just firing on all cylinders this generation. Why were you not interested in the name? I feel like the name's good. I thought it was solid. I just, I don't know. I thought it seemed just kind of corny. I don't know. Sword and Shield? It didn't seem like normal Pokemon like uh, the the next big thing that you call it sword and shield but i don't know i just everything else. i just don't know what else like I, I feel like that's i don't know i think i feel like it sticks to their branding side of it like you have they're like opposites of each other almost and i don't know but it is funny that you brought up that like I don't know, you fell out of them and it's been 6 years and stuff like that because i i had this conversation with the guy at work and he um he was talking about like how you know it's funny to him because everybody that played Pokemon in high school they were like the weirdos right like you yeah. didn't want to associate but at the end but now that you're an older adult it doesn't matter because like it still brings that nostalgia back and you're like I don't give a shit and you start playing Pokemon again and 
it's just funny to me that like whenever you're in high school, you care so much about that sort of stuff, like your reputation and how you're viewed on by others and stuff that nobody really wanted to play Pokemon, but secretly inside everybody did, especially I feel like, especially like our generation, because we grew up with Pokemon. So it, it's funny to me that how that like happens because the guy at work, he was saying that like, you know, he played it whenever, cause he was, he's older than us and he was in high school whenever they came out. He was like, you know, nobody played it at school because everybody was like, I'm not playing this like kid shit, man. But then he said that he was like, go home and play it secretly <laughs> like at home. And, and then whenever, um, whenever he like became an adult and stuff and got out of school and whatever like that, he, um, his son plays Pokemon and he will be like, Hey, let me, let me play that a little bit and stuff because of like, that's just, he didn't play it then, but he does play it now. And it's just kind of funny that like everybody, everybody seems to take this like hiatus in between just because of the, the view upon it. But on the inside, everybody's like, I would love to play it. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think that's the same with a lot of things like in life. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're probably right. Once, once you get a little older and stop caring about stuff that doesn't matter. Right. Well, welcome back on board. Yeah. <laughs> I still can't believe that you didn't, that you thought that, I told you in the group message, I said, hey, we're going to hear about the new generation. And you both were like, no, no. I, I was I was just ready for failure. I was just ready for disappointment. No. no. And hey, I came away surprised. So that's good. And now, and now you're playing Pokemon like two and a half style. Yeah. So. All right. Jokes on somebody. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah. All right. Park in the bus. I think we should. All right. Well, um, I don't remember. How do we outro this show? I don't know. Well, you said, I think it's time to park this bus. And we also used to do this thing called Lesser Known. Uh, no time for that. No. Okay. Um, catch us uh, everywhere. On the flippity flip. Yeah. <laughs> Twi- Twitter, search for something. Um, we'll catch you next time. <laughs>